Guess what, everybody? The Chin Music Podcast is going to broadcast live on March 26th from 11 Wells Distillery near downtown St. Paul. That's right. 11 Wells Distillery, which has wonderful spirits like the Minnesota 13 Barrel Age Whiskey, as well as the Boiler Room Barrel Age Rum. You've heard us talk about the 11 Wells on the show. You can come see for yourself while listening to myself, Jim Suhan, and Roy Smalley talk about baseball, spirits, music, and more baseball. So check us out at 11 Wells Distillery on March 26th at 7 p.m. See you there. Cheryl, I took a vacation and I'm back uh, in time to watch the uh, women's regionals and to cover the final four in Minnesota. I actually talked to uh, to Carly the other day and uh, she said that you ha- are going to have quite a week. Well, both of you are going to have quite a week, you know, uh, with Team USA in town, final four in town, the links being so involved and everything, Target Center being the home site. Why don't you just uh, paint the picture for me? What's what's that week going to be like for for you and your family? Oh, really exciting. I mean, I'm, I'm thrilled that the local organizing committee was able to, you know, to secure an event like this, obviously it's, it's our kind of our dream world, you know, bringing all the, you know, the, the folks that care about women's basketball collegiately, uh, we have league meetings. And so there's a convergence of, uh, a lot of, uh, stakeholders in the game. And I'm just thrilled we get to have an up close and personal, uh, look at things and be able to participate in things that, uh, ordinarily we just kind of go to as a final four and just visit. Uh, now we get a chance to, you know, be immersed fully into it. And it starts, uh, this weekend, um, you know, where, where, uh, you know, a lot of events for the community. That's what I'm really excited about is to show off, uh, our great community and the way that we support events like these. So I'm looking forward to, to seeing everyone at different events throughout the week and, and, uh, Turney town a, a week from this weekend, uh, you know, where USA basketball is going to uh, have an open, uh, open practice. And so just many different ways that I think our fans can be a part of it. And uh, I'm looking forward to all of that. And you were, uh, we're talking off, off the air before the show started. Uh, you know, I, I, I teased uh, the NFL and the Vikings for bringing the Super Bowl to Minneapolis when it was going to be minus five and people couldn't go outside. But it, even, even in other circumstances, the game itself and, you know, the relevant events during the week, they pulled it off. I mean, Minneapolis has done so well. I've, I've covered a million events all over the country and some all over the world. Minneapolis always ends up doing a really good job hosting events uh, and – you know, this is this is going to be a good time. I mean, this is the weather will be good enough. Uh, Team USA is going to be in town. The Final Four is going to be in town. You know, the games are going to be great. Uh, you know, the Saturday is going to be you know going to be great. I mean, I really just you, you deal with people up much closer than I do, but I just have no doubt Minneapolis is going to do this right. Yeah, I, I share your view on that. I, you know, we had a chance to be on some committees and, and there are many, many people that are very, very hard at work on this and have been hard at work on this for years. Uh, and so I know for them, this is a massive celebration, uh, you know, to kind of bring it all to fruition. And, and uh, like I said, people that have participated on the local, local organizing committee that, um, you know, have connected the links in so many ways. Um, I'm just really grateful uh, for all of the work, um, you know, for, to, for this to, to be right here in front of us. And, and I'm hoping for a spectacular week. I know that 
the games this weekend, you know, for me, that's kind of when it all starts, like watching this weekend, who are we going to be welcoming to Minneapolis in just a week? And that's, uh, that's going to start uh, here in a few hours uh, watching, you know, the, the first games some some great games, really some great games that will be happening this weekend to decide uh, who gets to be a part of the Minneapolis final four and, and ultimately a champion. Uh, and that's, that's all exciting stuff. This is, of course, the Cheryl Reeves Show, part of the TalkNorth.com podcast network. Uh, thanks to our sponsors, Rudy Luther Toyota, Cara Quinn, Successful Marketing Group, All Energy Solar, TSR Injury Law. By the way, Lavelle Neal and myself are going to run our baseball show, Chin Music, Saturday night at 7 p.m., 11 Wells Distillery in St. Paul. If you'd like to stop by, we would be happy to talk about the links. Any women's sports, any sports at all, we're going to have a kind of a wide-open show. Come on by. It's a really cool place. Uh Best way to listen to this show or any show, subscribe to your favorite podcast app. It is free. It is easy. You can always go to talktork.com, see the archive of Cheryl's shows, the archives of all the shows, outdoor stuff, sports stuff, and, of course, talktork.com is the home for all of it. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, so when Team USA practices, what kind of a team are we going to see? How close to a potential final roster are you going to be, or is it going to be more kind of in the workout tryout phase? Um, I think maybe a little bit of both. You know, We'll certainly have some – you know, prior Olympians, some people that were a part of our February camp, and then some new faces. Uh, so it's an ongoing process for sure. And that's what I think that's what everyone's looking forward to is to, you know, get even more people uh, a look. And, you know, we'll get three great days of, of practice. And uh, and then, like I said, an open scrimmage, that's a little bit more for the fans, you know, not necessarily uh, 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 evaluation period, so to speak. But uh, those three days of practice, like, I think are going to be pretty meaningful uh, anytime you have a chance to get the team together and, and sort of work on what our staples are going to be, it's going to be really helpful as it pertains to uh, the September window uh, in, in the, uh, in the uh, competition for the World Cup. So uh, really valuable, and um, I'm excited to you know, have a couple of ours there, and Angel and uh, you know, Ariel Powers will, will be a part of this one, and, and, uh, and obviously welcoming uh, all the other players that will, that will be a part. One thing that uh, is also going to happen next week, coincidentally, is uh, the Star Tribune now owns and runs the Minnesota Sports Hall of Fame, and uh, we're going to have an event Wednesday night at Mall of America, and two of our inductees will be Maya Moore and Simone Augustus. So I was wondering if you could, it's not like these are new topics, but just because of that, would you uh, offer me your uh, your thoughts on what their careers were like and what it was like to coach them and maybe you know some favorite uh, aspects of their personalities? Yeah, I mean, obviously, too, the not just all-time links greats, but you know, as um, as evidenced by this award, um, two of Minnesota's uh, all-time greats, regardless of of sport or or gender. Um, you know, we can start with Simone. Uh, Simone was here before all of us, meaning before myself, before uh, Lindsay, before Maya, before you know the links became um, you know sort of the you know, the, 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 the last decade of success. And so Simone was kind of the, you know, the one that when we got here, you know, kind of showed us the lay of the land and, 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 you know, what kind of had been and, and what we needed to work on. And um, I just always appreciated Simone for her willingness to uh, always want to be a part of the links. I think that's something Roger Griffith, our um, uh, general manager, executive vice president at the time, um, you know, Simone was, was somebody that just, uh, at a time when maybe Maya Moore was coming in that others thought maybe it'd be a great time for her to leave. Uh, Simone was much wiser than them (laughs) and said, you know, we got something great brewing, you know, we're going to stay here. And, 
Um, I think Simone will always be remembered, not only for obviously one of the all-time greatest uh, one-on-one players uh, in terms of just the the creativity with which she would get shots. Um, that was a great joy. Uh, I always say you could just coach her to get the touch. Um, you know, other other players you might have to coach a little bit more to you know to be able to get the shot you want. Uh, I never knew what kind of shot we would get. I just know Simone was going to get the touch, and then I would just watch and see uh, see what she had. But uh, all time, you know, one of the all time greats in that way. But she'll, I think, she'll always be remembered as from from a teammate perspective. Uh, she had a unique ability to connect with people that you just thought she'd have nothing in common with. Uh, Simone was very, very interesting that way. And and uh, and then obviously we always talked about her ability to bring levity to situations. Uh, you know, great sense of humor. Uh, wherever people, you know, when she's congregating with people, they're always laughing. Uh, and that was, that was, those were really special things about Simone. Um, Maya, uh, came in as one of the all time, uh, just women's college basketball players ever. One of the most heralded players ever. So before she even started a career in Minnesota, this is a player that, uh, was already considered one of the best players on the planet, uh, ever. And, and so then, then she got to work on her professional career and, in her professional career, um, you know, Maya, uh, in, in 2011, I remember a very young player, very green with regard to the WNBA. Uh, and in, in, and when I think about evolution of a player, because I think everybody thinks these players were great, like from, from the time that they get here until the time that they leave, uh, they work so hard on improving and becoming uh, their best, best versions of their basketball selves. Uh, when Maya got here in 2011, she had a lot to learn, uh, but we had a lot of great vets. It was the perfect team for her. She was the perfect superstar for our team uh, because she uh, shared the humility that the other superstars on our team had, like a Lindsey Whale, Simone Augustus. Uh, we had gotten Rebecca Brunson, dispersal draft. And so Maya was perfect, and Maya listened to her vets. Um, that, that it tends to be rare um, when, a, when a young person thinks that maybe they ought to get some things from the older person. Maya was very in tune uh, to, to what was happening with the veterans and, and what to take from them. And, and Maya evolved from being a player that Becky Hammond was able to guard uh, as a 2011 uh, rookie. Um, and uh, we, we kind of evolved into Maya was then able to be a post-up player which she was not able to do uh, versus Becky. Uh, she expanded her game. Everybody knows about her three-point shooting ability. Everybody knows about her, just the, the beauty of her running the court, catching a pass in transition and the way she would finish uh, or you know sprint the floor, stop and, and fire a three ball, which would be a dagger. Uh, she just did really special things all the way through to 2017 where she's uh, escaping a really difficult uh, play uh, where L.A. was – uh, you know, had the pressure on us, had some momentum and uh, we needed to score and, and it was unscripted and it goes to Maya and Maya just rises up and, you know, just, just did things that Maya would do as Lindsay Whale would say, just Maya doing Maya like things. And um, I just was really uh, blessed to, for both Simone and Maya to have such a great seat every day uh, to see them up close and personal. Maya too had a, a you know, just a, a flair for humor uh, she she loved uh, sort of being silly with her teammates and um, and very talented, very talented uh, musically. And, uh, you know, just I think it just the synergy uh, that they all had. It was really, really fun to be around. And uh, those two in particular uh, just 
um, deserve the place that that they'll take in, in uh, Minnesota uh, Sports Hall of Fame. So let's uh, let's get to the college tournament. Uh, we do want to thank our, our our long list of sponsors who support Cheryl Reeves Show, and our next show should be a live show at Target Field on Saturday of the Final Four, sometime between three o'clock and four o'clock. Uh, we'll get you more details. Please, uh, I, we might not do another show before then, so please follow Cheryl or or follow me or follow TalkNorth.com, and we'll get you more details on that. Uh, we're still putting it all together, so we have to finalize, but we'd love it if people can uh, can show up to that and again follow us on twitter talk north pod or uh or suhan strib and we'll get you more details on that today though we want to thank our long-running sponsors starting with rudy luther toyota ready for a women forward car dealership rudy luther toyota empowers their many women on staff in sales management and service whether you are looking for a new toyota or pre-owned vehicle rudy luther toyota has something for everyone every vehicle comes with a luther advantage 10 cents off fuel and car wash discounts at holiday stations, Luther Advantage warranty, and five-day return policy on pre-owned vehicles. Located just five minutes west of downtown Minneapolis, off 394 and General Mills Boulevard. And they're also hiring. Want to join the team but don't know where to start? Visit RudyLutherToyota.com today. Also, like to thank Cara Quinn. She's my realtor. Uh, she has guided us through a long and difficult, <laughs> difficult process and uh, finding a new house in this market, which has gone absolutely bonkers. And uh, my wife said, hey, next time you talk about Cara on the air, just mention that she makes everything easy. And, you know, this is buying a house these days is really stressful. It can be complicated. And uh, it's it's kind of a, a crazed market where people are paying above the, the asking price just to make sure they get into a new house. And Cara has just kept, not only is she always available, but she always has great advice and she's great on interior design. She knows neighborhoods, she knows markets, she knows what a house should look like. She knows, and she, she will actually warn you off of a certain house. If she doesn't think it's right for you or if it's going to, she thinks, you know, there was one house we were mildly interested in. She said, yeah, but you're going to have to put an expensive new roof on that in the next two years. Do you really want to do that? And we're like, no, we don't. Thank you for telling us. So all I can say is, Google Cara Quinn, go to caraquinnrealtor.com. Uh, you can find her at Vibe Realty, which has a really cool offices over on Selby in St. Paul. I just can't recommend uh, Cara highly enough. Uh, thanks also to our friend, Lori Ramsey of Successful Marketing Group, always a big supporter of this program. And as for All Energy Solar, we've been telling you about them for a long time now. Hey, allenergysolar.com. Uh, go there if you want to learn about solar as a home improvement project. Hey, after 30 years of operation, solar could have paid back 300 to 400% of the cost that you put in up front. Uh, solar pro- will help your property resale value. It's a great thing if you are a business. You can get solar tax incentives returning up to 60% of your investment. Uh, they will save you high utility bills. Hey, we're, we know whatever your stance on climate, climate change, uh, renewable resources are, we know that we're making a change. We know we're moving toward uh, non, what's the best phrase? We're, we're moving away from gas and, and diesel. We're moving away from those. We know we are. Why not get ahead of it? Why not start saving the money now? And hey, gas prices are up and they're up for all kinds of reasons, including the war in Ukraine. And if you want to save, why not start saving now? 
So check out allenergysolar.com, and we appreciate their sponsorship. And, of course, TSR Injury Law has been sponsoring uh, the John Krasinski Show on this network for a long time. They're sponsoring the Cheryl Reeve Show. And all you really know about TSR Injury Law is they win cases. They don't charge you unless they win your case. And all you need to do if you were injured is call 612-TSR-TIME, 612-TSR-TIME. So the tourney's been spectacular, a bunch of upsets, and, and I wrote a column about it too. I, I feel I've covered a lot of the men's tournament games, both uh, the first two rounds in neutral sites and regionals in neutral sites. And I really think that the men's tournament is much better on TV when it's bouncing around and you're not really paying attention to the crowd or the atmosphere. Uh, and they're always kind of highlighting the uh, the upset of the day. But the arenas, I mean, I've covered a lot of NCAA basketball games where the arenas are just dead. They're just these small pockets of fans, and it's very antiseptic. It really does feel like they're playing in a TV studio. I think, you know, I, regardless of the motivation for doing it, I think the women's tournament has a great advantage in that the first couple of rounds are at a team's home site with an energized fan base. I just don't think you get that Creighton-Iowa atmosphere in the men's tournament. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know what's really interesting because it's long been – obviously that's been something that's been uh, you know, contested for a long time because those seeds that don't get a chance to be at home, it's a, uh, it, it is a disadvantage, right? I mean that's why people fight so hard for home court advantage. And, uh, but what was really fascinating was that uh, if you were the home seed, you, you got beat most of the yeah. time you know, yeah. in those games. And you know, like Oklahoma got drilled. Not, they didn't just get beat. They got drilled at home. and. Uh, it wasn't just like a one-off. It happened pretty frequently. And so home court didn't necessarily mean this year what it maybe it's meant in the past and the people that would contest the idea. Uh, like you said, I, I, you know, certainly enjoy the environments as well. Um, you know, but you, you know, you certainly hope, you know, and for the growth of the game, um, because, you know, the opportunity for either team to win on a neutral floor, you know, theoretically neutral, sometimes geographically not so neutral, but, um, you know, to not be at your home facility, and that is a massive advantage, uh, you know, but Bridgeport, Connecticut, or, you know, or wherever South Carolina plays, uh, I forget exactly, is it Greensboro, I think maybe that they, uh, like, you know, those, those are virtually home court advantages, even though it's not yeah. exactly your your locker room that you're used to, that sort of thing. But, um, and so, you know, there, there's, I think it should, we should be applauded for uh, a tremendous tournament. Like you said, that we have had some absolutely, you know, incredible environments. And, um, and for anybody that thinks that people don't care about women's basketball, just turn on the TV and watch, you know, that's such a tired narrative and, and uh, we're moving past those things. And, you know, I think there'll come a time, uh, but for now, I think we should enjoy this. Uh, but there'll come a time that I think when we get to neutral courts, and we should. Sure. And the other advantage I think you have is that uh, I've also covered a bunch of Final Fours in stadiums, and most of the seats are terrible. Uh, and Target Center yeah. will be a great place for the actual Final Four. I've always said this. I do not enjoy uh, the men's tournament being at these domes, you know, these nope. big, massives. I, it's awful. I, you couldn't pay me to go to one of those games unless I was courtside. <laughs> then I could go. Right. But even like it's so, but I, I said that's you're exactly right. Um, you know, a, a place like a Target Center that will be packed is a much better, um, you know, feel experience for the fans. Uh, as we know, you know, our, our fans that enjoy uh, games both for the Timberwolves, for for the Lynx, and uh, it'll be a, an incredible environment. And like I said, I'm excited to show off not only our city, our community, our people, you know, but also uh, the great ways in which we we support uh, a great game of of, of women's basketball. And what's the feedback you and Carly have gotten from Lynx fans? Are they are they fired up about this? Are they buying tickets? 
You know, I don't have that information. Um, okay. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I actually, I had that thought recently, you know, like uh, I'm, I'm hoping since we're going to have, uh, you know, a, a pretty strong presence there that uh, I would assume, you know, when, when we host a WNBA all-star game and we get so many fans out that that's more of a community experience, not just Lynx fans. Uh, I think you would see the same thing. I, I think we have a tremendous uh, amount of uh, sponsorship opportunity that, that, you know, you, you share these things with, uh, you know, multiple sort of stakeholders. And so it's spread out. I would be very, very surprised if we're not going to see, uh, you know, a strong, uh, strong showing in terms of butts in the seats. But then also um, I'm quite sure you'll see many, many Lynx fans there as well. I'm looking forward. We're talking here on Friday afternoon. I'm really looking forward in particular to Stanford, Maryland tonight. Uh, two great coaches going at it. Did, have you had any favorite moments for the tournament so far, you know, from the first weekend? Oh, gosh. I mean, I've watched so many games. Um, I've just appreciated, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm a fan of, you know, the mental and physical toughness that it takes to, um, you know, beat a team that that might have more talent than you. You might be playing on on their floor. So, you know, we all appreciate, I think, a good upset, right? That's what everybody wants. Uh, I am a conspiracy theorist, by the way, with regard to the seedings <laughs> on the men's side, by the way. <laughs> How do you think the men got there? You know, like they, you know, you plant some of those things to create oh, yeah. that excitement. But, but um, you know, but in terms of, and I, I also think that, you know, I, I would call into question uh, the biases that exist for, you know, the bigger schools that, 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 that they're not always, like you have to understand basketball. And so for you to think that Princeton, Princeton women's basketball didn't deserve a higher seed. Uh, it just blows my mind, you know, like when you watch them and um, simply because they play in the Ivy League or, you know, and, and I've, I've watched them go to the SEC and pop on the road, pop an SEC team by 30 and like we're winning the entire game. And so, but anyway, neither here nor there. Um, uh, I think for me, that's what I like. Like you watch great performances. I love a close game. I like watching players perform in the heat of the moment. So I think it's probably been more of, you know, like a few experiences as opposed to any one, um, you know, I certainly watched that Creighton, Iowa, uh, game and, and, you know, the storyline of, you know, a player that was at Iowa, you know, the year before and kind of, you know, seeing a better opportunity at Creighton and, and kind of being the one that, you know, sealed the game type of thing. Like who doesn't love those kind of storylines unless you're involved, <laughs> you right. know, unless you're, you know, you're the team that got burned, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I think there's, there's, I mean, I think about, we, you know, we started with the, um, you know, conference tournaments, you know, flying all over watching things. And so this is, this is just a really fun part of uh, the season. And not only because it's, uh, you know, regional time and great basketball, right. But like the cream of the crop are now on the court. Uh, but what it signals to me is that it's almost link season. And that's, what's got me really, really excited right now. And the draft is right around the corner. And by the way, Lauren Jensen, the, the Creighton player who had played at Iowa, is also a Lakeville North kid, went to my kid's school. And that That's was exactly a, right. kind of a fun thing, too. Uh, how involved, like, how close are you to having your draft board finalized, or where are you in that whole process? Um, you know, I would say it's finishing touches uh, because what you do leading up to this is you have a range for players. Uh, and what you start to do now is it's no longer a range. You you got to kind of really hone in and 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 determine uh, more than anything. You determine your own ranking of the players, uh, and you do it by position. So you get your rankings down, um, and you know you have those those uh, conversations. We're we're in the process of interviews right now with prospects, the ones that have completed their eligibility. Um, and so yeah, you've you've kind of 
you're at the point now where it's decision time. So you've got to get, it's not moving anymore. <laughs> you know, it's not fluid as they say. It's now where you're locking in and you're locking players into positions. You can mock draft that, that will change. You know, you're, you're very rarely are you going to, you know, pass the, the first few picks. Uh, it gets a little more subjective. It's harder to nail the team and the player. It's, it's more like, okay, it's likely that one of these three players will be their type of, uh, uh, decision that you make and so you just make sure that your order is nailed down and and um you know i'd say what are we 90 percent done as far as the work and then you know now it's just talking to people and seeing how the interviews go and vetting the the prospects and uh put the put the finishing touches on it any thoughts on uh judge jackson's imminent uh confirmation it sounds like she'll be uh, i think confirmed within a week or two it's no doubt that uh that they have the votes to do it or the uh, ordeal she was put through uh bef- during the confirmation hearings yeah well i was i was super impressed as i think most of us were uh for anyone to have to endure um you know what you endure in uh confirmation hearings uh but to be a black woman uh, to sit there with largely white men, uh, you know, firing away and, and having free shots at you to say whatever they want to say. And, um, you know, it's really not about her confirmation and, and what are her qualifications. We're so far from that. You know, it's about grandstanding and doing other things that, you know, um, that that maybe suit that particular um, senator. And so, you know, it's, it's really gross, I think, at times when you really think about our system and, and um, you know, I think there's a person who has has lifelong um, credentials and support of people, bipartisan uh, support. And, and so it's when I think about what someone like her and how talented and clearly um, intelligent and qualified and, as uh, Senator Booker said, worthy. Um, you know, there's there's not been a, I don't I don't think it's been a long time. I, I didn't necessarily follow these things when I was. Uh, you know, 20 years ago when I was younger, but uh, I can't think of a, a candidate that's, uh, you know, been as qualified. And, you know, I think with the last confirmation hearings, you know, with, with Kavanaugh and it just, um, it, it sure seems like a pretty wide divide, on, <laughs> on, uh, you know, uh, in terms of uh, who, who seems really qualified. And, um, I, you know, it's, it's also at the same time, you know, my goodness, what a, what an incredible moment um, in our nation's history. You know, the, the first um, black female on, on the courts, which, you know, we can lament that it's taken so long, um, but we're here. And, and so it's really meaningful. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just I'm super proud and super proud of, uh, you know, obviously representing uh, women. But it's not just about women or, or, or people of color or women of color. It's for all of us. You know, this this is this is wonderful for all of us uh, as a nation. And, and not everybody wants to see it that way. But. Um, that's from where I sit. That's how I see it. Well, it was wonderful. And much of the proceedings were disgusting, but I really thought it was great that Cory Booker, uh, stepped forward and, and put it all in the right context for us. Yeah. I, I loved how he utilized his time, um, which I think was on the final day. Um, and, and it was important. It was really important and it was powerful and it was, it was, you know, powerful to, I think not only for her, you know, her parents, can you imagine being, you know, her parents sitting there, like how proud I, you know, I try to put Ollie in those situations sometimes going, I don't know if I could be there without just tears just flowing (laughs) the entire time, you know, just filled with pride and, you know, like just how much that would fill you up. And then, 
you know, to be her, her daughter, you know, and just to, oh, it's just, man. And I was just really glad that, that Senator Booker, um, you know, gave her, gave her the, the, those moments and, and, and lifted her up in that way. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, any other final thoughts for us, Cheryl? No, I think I shared a lot, just excitement. Uh, you know, I'll say it again. I, I'm really hoping to see, you know, lots of people, you know, walking the streets of Minneapolis, being at Turning Town, being at the games, uh, you know, come out and say hello. You know, I'll, I'll be around and, and uh, you know, we, we can, uh, you know, watch this together and get really excited about what's next for us after the Final Four, which is the link season. There you go. Thanks to Cheryl. Uh, thanks to Rudy Luther Toyota, Cara Quinn, my realtor, successful marketing group, allenergysolar.com. TSR Injury Law, and thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you soon.